This is Movies, a podcast about the act of cinema. And with me today is Hans. Hans seems to have a very uh, natural Alex Cox green glow on his face tonight. And you've got a new new microphone. Oh, it's on the frame right now. Hold on. Do you want to show it off? Do you want to just like bang on it a couple of times so people can hear it? No. I want people to Photoshop a dick on my microphone. <laughs> hey, happy Easter, Hans. Oh, yeah. Praise Jesus. It's about Jesus, right? Jesus came back. I brought eggs with him. That's right. He's, Chocolate eggs. He's got, he loves the... Uh, he loves, uh, he's got a rabbit's foot keychain. That's the good luck charm. That's because Jesus had that in the tomb with him. You know how they used to bury mummies with their favorite belongings? Um, yeah. That's how, what, what they did with Jesus. Jesus' uh, uh, mummified uh, corpse was buried with a rabbit's foot. And so yeah. when he came you know, back, naturally it was on Easter. You know how in Egypt they used to put like coins on their eyes so that, you know, when they go to the other world, they're accepted by whatever they're, whatever, like they just put coins. God. For Jesus, it was, it was clothes full of cum from the 12 apostles <laughs> so yes, that he would pass the next life. I think Happy that Easter. is that, a, the Old what Testament the only. What's, what's the problem uh, we, here? Did you, this thing keeps going down. Were you? Did you grow up religious at all? I had. Well, I had to go to Catholic school, of course, uh, which I've talked about many times on this show. Being in Boston at Catholic school at the height of the Catholic, school, you know, what you should do is you should just hold the microphone like you're crooning and really like lean in when you're going to make a point to pontificate. Yeah. Well, Hans is on mute right now, but for our Easter celebration show, the Easter special, we are going to be talking about. A brand new movie released this weekend in theaters only. I don't think this came to the Costa Rican theater, unfortunately. This is a very American film, let me tell you that. We're talking about Father Stew, the new Mark Wahlberg starring and produced feature from uh, Mel Gibson's 25-year-old wife. Can we just look that up real quick? His, 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 she's pregnant with like his ninth child or something. That's the next um, release they've got coming out. Rosa, Rosalind Ross? That's right. This Wait, is so not... what am I looking... Oh, uh, oh. ju- just a picture of them, just so we can see the good contrast between okay. Mel Gibson and his uh, 13-year-old wife. So she's the director of this movie. This is her first feature. It was distributed by Sony Pictures. There you go. There you go. That says it all, really. <laughs> The Very American bullish. dream, you know? <laughs> yeah, he came from Australia all the way from down under mm. so that he could bag a 20-year-old at 65. How old is he? <laughs> he's, he's pushing 70. I'm fairly, I think he's like 68, 69. You know, what's, what's great about this movie is Mel Gibson has a line about Hitler and the ADL. So that's something to look forward to with Father Stu. Now, you didn't know anything about it. You said, what the hell is Father Stu? I said, hey, I'll just talk. Hold on. Go to this interview with Mark Wahlberg with soot on his forehead. This is probably the dumbest thing that the Catholics do. No, nah, yeah. this is a still from the movie. There's an right there. I mean, this one? interview. <laughs> yeah, he's very Oh, Catholic. hold on. Sorry. Oh, Jesus Christ. Go back and you will see something I did not know I was in for to- all right, so on this page, you see how there's related images. There's the fat Mark Wahlberg right there, right right beneath uh, the other interview, Mark Wahlberg. No, no, no. no oh, yeah, oh, any, oh, oh, any oh. of these. I, I mean, yeah. Shit, that's not the one. Hold on. This one. Correct. Did he get fat or is this like a suit? Because that, that belly that, looks that's all not prosthetic. great. Okay. Yeah, that yeah, looks that pretty. Sense. That looks like he shoved a pillow under his shirt in that shot. So this is who he's playing. This is f- the real father stew. Cool. What does he do? Was he a was he a good boy? Was he a, a good guy? Was he well, a nice guy? And that's why I made this movie. I mean, not exactly. Uh, the whole gimmick I get. Well, I'll just give you the trajectory of the movie. It's kind of broken up into three parts, right? And it's it's a two hour right. film. The first hour, I want to say, is about Mark Wahlberg kind of looking like Ike Barinholtz which we've seen in some of these images where he's got a, a you know, ratty mustache and some wavy hair. Yeah, there you go. And, uh, you know, he's kind of a weird guy and a fuck up and he's a boxer. 
and he has to stop okay. boxing because he keeps getting in like his his bones just start getting infected from losing matches. So uh, what? Like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they said, "Hey, listen, we haven't ever seen this before in a man your age." So I think you got to stop boxing. So he stops boxing naturally. Mel Gibson plays his father in this movie. Uh, what is that? Just... Is that supposed to be like a handlebar? <laughs> it looks like if I tried to get a handlebar mustache. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a handlebar throughout a good portion of the film. Uh, and he, 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 want, oh, my, Malcolm McDowell's, Malcolm McDowell's actually pretty good in this movie, which he hasn't been pretty good in anything in about 35 years, unfortunately. I'm a little, I'm a little worried that fourth person on the list is Timekeeper. What? <laughs> so like a very, hold on. You know, Faith Jeffrey's time. That's like what? fourth. There's no timekeeper in this movie <laughs> played uh, by Faith Jeffries. Hold on, click, click her image. Maybe maybe she played a character I did not recognize. I am fairly certain. No, this woman never comes wrestler? up. No, she's oh, not in this movie. She's She was not in Father Stew. I have no <laughs> idea who this woman is. Uh, okay. Yeah, there's no images. No. Timekeeper. She... Well, that's the person that's next to the ring, right? Ringing the bell. Maybe she was in it for like a frame. Oh, yeah, maybe. And I, maybe she just put herself in the fourth position on IMDb. It could be that. <laughs> maybe. Really playing. It's weird that the fourth person on cast doesn't even have a name for their character. Mm, playing playing the long game there. Maybe uh, it'll result in some opportunities for her to arise. But So we, we, we get... Mark Wahlberg is his character, Stu. And he's like, I'll go to Hollywood. I'll be an actor. And that's all pretty amusing. It has like a vibe of the wrestler to it because he's like, a, you know, he's a dummy. He's a boxer. He works as like a deli clerk. He's trying to get some work. He, he bothers all of his customers to ask if they have uh, connections to Hollywood. And then nothing happens. And then eventually he goes to church to woo this Hispanic woman you went right past. Who's like a this five? Looks... Mark Wahlberg could do much better than this this woman. No offense to her. Um, <laughs> and uh, she's a Catholic, and so then he gets brainwashed into the Catholicism through that. He goes to church. He's into it for a second. Then he's you know he's drinking and driving. Crashes his car. Sees the Virgin Mary as he's in a coma or whatever. And it's like, is he fat at this point, or is he no, still in no. shape? Okay, he's still uh, very in shape. So he gets into this accident sees the Virgin Mary, and instead of trying to fuck his girlfriend, he goes, you know what? I got to be a priest, actually. I got to dump you and be a priest now. And it's based on a true story, right? This is all based on a true story, yes. So then mm -hmm. we get into the strongest portion of the movie, which is him go. you know, he gets rejected because they're like, what are you, what are you doing? Uh, you know, you've got uh, uh, a DUI here. You've got uh, time in prison served we can't have you as a priest but he goes and he he just does not take no for an answer so he goes and he harasses malcolm mcdowell who's the you know the top guy who makes all the decisions or whatever he's a pr guy for the catholic church in los angeles and uh winds up getting in with him briefly uh, at least to the point of being able to go to priest school now uh it you know this this, this little block of a half hour is probably the best part of the movie in my opinion it seems the most concentrated and focused and, and doesn't really try too hard to be one thing or another. One thing I did think was a tremendous flaw in the film is that they cannot let the, the religious dialogue go once that starts uh, about midway through the movie. Suddenly every conversation is going to be centered around that as opposed to character building in different ways that aren't directly related to what this, this Stu uh, character's trajectory is going to be, which is becoming a priest. So... You have that. And also, it, this was supposed to be a David O. Russell film a couple years back. Big, big, big change of pace going from David O. Russell to, again, Mel Gibson's girlfriend. Probably with, you know, he probably directed most of this. He was probably like, hold on, no, 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 you're doing that wrong. Let me just, let's just fix the camera right over here. We'll do this. So I, I don't know. I think if we had gotten the David O. Russell version, it probably actually wouldn't have been as religious, even though it's a religious film. He just kind of disappeared after he started groping trans relatives' tits and pussies and ass, you know? Oh, is that what happened to him? I was going to ask yeah. what happened to him. 
By the way, they do make a trans joke in this movie. And I was... What is it? It's just uh, Mark Wahlberg gets to Hollywood, and, you know, he's checking out the ladies, and then he, you know, he does the eyes or whatever, and then the trans cocks its head back, and then everybody sees that it's a trans, and the audience gasped when that happened. It was just a throwaway joke. It was that kind of audience in my theater. Does he, like... Does he like throw up and then praise like five Hail Marys to be forgiven? <laughs> there are a lot. Also, there's a lot. I mean, it's very woke on gay priests. This movie, there's a fuck ton of these gay priests in the film. Oh, is he? How is he reacting to gay priests? Uh, the, is he like, like the a main? His main antagonist in priest school and and everything else is a gay priest. Does Smart Roller get angry like when he sees Vietnamese men that he that have two eyes? <laughs> that would have been that'll be good for the uh, Mark Wahlberg uh, biopic that they wind up doing in ten years. Who could play Mark Wahlberg in one of these types of films? Oh wow! Uh, well, it has to be someone that doesn't really change from one performance to the other. Is right. there? I don't even know if there's any actors like him let's say that still work as much as he does mm-hmm. uh you know people that don't really change their performance that much it's just like a change of of wardrobe and it's like oh i guess that's i guess we're supposed to believe that mar Wahlberg is that guy uh who i don't know i guess you have to go back to like pacino i guess or <laughs> you Nero. get pacino to play when they're Mark like Wahlberg. old sure. no but I, but that's the thing i can't think of uh of any youngish actors that would be what good at playing that character, especially if he's playing Mark, like the Marky Mark uh, story arc from the beginning yeah. of his career. Uh, who do you think? Who do you have in mind? There's nobody young that could do that. You Ansel Elgort. <laughs> yeah, Ansel Elgort is <laughs> ripe for Mark Wahlberg's uh, biopic. Uh, so I, I was just going, I don't know how much you heard while you were taking a piss or whatever, but that little block where he's trying that. to be a priest is the best part of the movie. And then. So what happens? He's playing bad. All right. So he cleans up and then you get like normal looking Mark Wahlberg. You're done with the ratty hair and stash Mark Wahlberg. Now he's trying to be a professional man. You know, he wants to be uh, taken seriously as a priest, of course. And that's when, you know, they start padding on the pounds to his face first a little bit. And then all at once he's falling over at basketball and doing all this other stuff. And, um, they don't tell you anything as he's just like his neck's getting fatter and his face is he's talking to his girlfriend and he's just you know he's got a big fat face that melts into his chest and they don't explain anything at all it's just like oh you're you gaining weight you're looking you're filling out but they don't even acknowledge it it's just no they they do but not not for a while so you see that and they don't pay any attention to it it's just kind of one throwaway line like oh you're you're looking fatter Hey, nice, nice tits. (laughs) Anyway, you do see. Hey, you do see Mark Wahlberg's tits in this movie when he's fat. He's sitting on the toilet. They do like do a pan up from his breast to his face. Great, and then he falls off the toilet. (laughs) That's what you want. You want that slow, you know, pan up from male titties to fat Mark Wahlberg. (laughs) Remember what was the point of that? Just just as he wanted to be remembered. What was the point of that shot? Remembering Elvis? (laughs) (laughs) So he just just croaks there. Well, you you, throughout this this last he's praying because he's constipated. (laughs) (laughs) In this last section of the movie, you do have him just gradually getting more and more fat, and uh, they do. it, It looks like. You know, he's fallen over, and Mark Wahlberg's not really the guy who can pull this off. So it's just like fat-looking Mark Wahlberg with like a, a cropped haircut, and his face is full. And he looks very pink because, you know, it's a full, like, facial prosthetic as well to make it look natural. So he's got a point to your nose. And he starts looking rather piggish throughout this. And they surprise him. They're like, hey, listen, you're going to be dead in three months or whatever. We're going to surprise you by letting you uh, become a priest because they had to kick him out because they were like, we don't want any fucking gross, fat, crippled. So he I didn't. Here's what I didn't tell you. He has a muscle degeneration issue where he can't move. Okay. so he will eventually be Stephen Hawking. Right. So they don't want that. The Catholic Church They said, absolutely not. That's disgusting. We can't have it. That is gross. (laughs) 
that's like a leper but in modern days that's gross no one wants to see you no one wants to see you drool while you sit there on your chair when you're supposed to be praising god i yeah. I, i understand well, I understand yeah. they, they don't want <laughs> wait hold on a fat body sloppy limb priest making communions left and right it sounds horrible so, so the story that the 25 year old mel gibson's wife or girlfriend or whatever that it's not the russian girl with no. a packet of not that one <laughs> no, this new one. The story that you wanted to tell was a story of a priest that wasn't a priest and then became a priest and then he couldn't be a priest because he got sick and then they were like, "Oh, you can be a priest for a couple of days." Is that the story? I kind of. You you didn't really miss anything in that description there except he stayed a priest and he, I guess he outlived their expectation because it said at the end he died at age 50, which My oh, my stuck. my notion here was that Father Sue was like 30, 35 maybe. Yeah. So he got 15 that's, extra years. So they, they did their sucks. little make-a-wish <laughs> thing. Yeah. And then he just kept it. He didn't fucking die. You know, he's like that's, 50. That, that was old in 1980. That's the thing. So it's like, we're going to do something very nice for him because he's about to die. What what if he doesn't die in three months? And he's kind of like... <laughs> right. Well, I mean, he's getting worse, but he's not dying. So should we just kick him out? Like, do you do that to the blind kid that's accepted into the basketball team so that he can <laughs> score one basket and everyone no, cheers no, at him? And then he's like, oh, I'm part the of the Globetrotters like, now. He's actually, yeah, actual, yeah <laughs> he's that's, like, that's how it's going to go. So he, he stays a priest. But I, from what I've seen, and, uh, you know, because they include interviews of the real guy at the end, they don't show too much of Mark Wahlberg, his father, Stu, uh, in the 40s and 50s of his life. Uh, Everything from here up remains working. So unlike Stephen Hawking, he's you know he can talk. So he's still uh, having people come by his like facility or whatever to make uh, their confessions and all that. So he was still functional as a priest in that regard, anyway. But you have Mark Wahlberg trying to play like it's a very nutty professor is, <laughs> and it's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be. So he, here, here's something that happens when they do surprise him to be a priest. Right again, he's fat Mark Wahlberg, and so he's just coming up to the to the altar, and then they lay him down on the floor after they put priest garb on. So it's like a big priest outfit. They just lay on top of him, and then they lay him on the floor, and um, it was it was it was it was hilarious. But the family, What? the family Why? in the theater directly behind me, was getting choked up and crying. They were crying about. <laughs> And I was just like, I can't, I can't get over fat Mark Wahlberg be, <laughs> looking like a piglet. He just looked like a cute little pig as this uh, dying priest uh, being plopped onto the floor. There was a lot of him just laying around on the floor like that. It was difficult. It was difficult to take it seriously. Not laugh? Yeah. yeah. I can't. I can't. I can't handle a movie that takes itself that seriously. But then you present something like a fat Mark Wahlberg. He's like, oh, I'm supposed to feel bad for, like you said, naughty professor over here on a fat suit uh so they just lay him there because he can't stand and he's just wearing right. the thing and and then they, they point his head down so that he can actually look at himself because he can't yes exactly look at himself yes that's right listen i i uh that's one of the things that have always shocked me about religious people uh whenever someone's like a Stephen Hawking person that is like, yeah, well, I'm still going to praise God because I'm still thankful for the fact that I can move my eyes, I guess, uh, mm. instead of just being like, why would I pray when this is my situation? This sucks. Like, I hate this, you know? Uh, but I guess I guess that's where his gift came from, I guess. No, that's, right? that's, that's exactly the whole big thing of the movie is, oh, man, my life sucks. My brother died and my acting career didn't take off. And now I got this degenerative disorder and now they're kicking me out of the... Why? Why is everything so bad for me? And his reasoning is, oh, you're testing me. Right, yeah. So mm -hmm. he's just going to keep mm -hmm. going. How did that work out for him? Well, he got fat and died. So, I, I mean, I think... Look, he's got a movie uh, starring Mark Wahlberg. Do you think his legs work in heaven? <laughs> <laughs> Do you... <laughs> do you think because <laughs> that's always been one thing that i asked really just people since i was a little boy it's like so if i'm sick and old and i die of old age like am i just 
turn into 15 year old me in heaven again so that I can relive everything? Or am I just going to be a crippled old man drooling and shitting myself in heaven, you know? And uh, it's just like, yeah, when you when you're walking through the the golden uh, streets, golden that someone that someone built (laughs) that someone, you know, built a a highway in heaven made of gold, you're going to be able to walk and it's like, oh, all right, well. Well, that's, that yeah, sounds like the know. Wizard of Oz. That sounds like Oz. You just described not yeah. Oz, the prison show with, with rape and they killed Beecher's kids the last episode. They could they fucking mailed him from prison one of his do- like his daughter's arm or something. It's so dark, Oz. Yeah, well, um, Wizard of Oz is better when the midgets are <laughs> hanging in the background yes. <laughs> when they lit the witch on fire for real and ruined her life. Yeah, killed her stunt double, yeah. ended her career. Uh, Anyway, so Father Stu, you know, as much shit as I'm talking about it, I still enjoyed it. It's like a, you know, I gave it on Letterboxd a three out of five. It's exactly that. It's like a good streaming movie, but it's not Mm. something that, look, if if movie theaters weren't in the situation that they're currently in, I probably would not have seen this in theaters, but just because I wanted to go to the movies, and I like Mel Gibson, I like Mark Wahlberg, and I don't like the general sentiment of, oh, well, there's some kind of old... Uh, Western, old Christian uh, meaning to this film, well, we're going to tackle that from a slanted angle because it's very easy to dunk on that. I don't like that whole thing, which is exactly what we did tonight, talking about Father Stu, but I don't like that in theory. I don't like where that comes from. So I was like, all right, well, it's Easter. This is a this is a Catholic movie. I was raised Catholic. I, Mark Wahlberg's from Boston. I'm from Boston. Well, let's check this out. So, anyway, Father Stew is a, a solid five out of ten kind. No, nah, six out of ten, three out of five. So, are you excited about Rosaline Ross's career after watching this? Because I see that her next next project is a movie called Barbarian. It says the Celtic, Celtic, Celtic. I don't know that Queen Celtic. Bodisha, Bodisha. Doesn't sound so very black Irish. Celtic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Leads an uprising against the occupying forces of the Roman Empire. By after watching Father Stew, do you think she's got the visual chops to pull something like this off? You know, it did look good. Uh, I I won't trash the visual style. She did a lot of close-ups, uh, mm. and, and it was kind of like a, a janky close-ups at that, full of um, you know lens flare. So very very personal Zack Snyder e. Uh, but I I did not mind the visual style of this movie. I, I'll, which is maybe uh, it, it honestly it's it's not that bad. I I I have trashed it quite a lot on this show, and it's not it's difficult, irredeemable. Though. It's difficult to take a movie seriously when the premise is Mark Wahlberg's right. fat and becoming right. a cripple See, and a priest. If you had a different actor, because mm-hmm. Jackie Weaver is great in the movie, Mel Gibson's very good in the movie. Um, all the supporting actors definitely hold their own. It's really just all Mark Wahlberg. So when Mark Wahlberg is good, the movie's good. When Mark Wahlberg sucks, the movie's hilarious. So it, it's balancing between these two things. And the thing is, this movie would not have gotten made without it. I'm pretty sure he said he invested like 2 or $3 million of his own money into this film to make sure it got finished and out. So, I, I mean... It is what it is. Uh, we'll see if it's successful. He's certainly a box office draw. I'd like to see Mel Gibson in something that, that does good numbers. So they hurry up on Lethal Weapon 5, directed by him, starring fucking 90-year-old Danny Glover, who's the voice of that talking yeah. dog in Jake's movie. Jake's new uh, movie. What was it? Big, Paw Patrol, The Snow Days. It's the the fluffy dog, or the... the, the uh, I can't remember. I think it's White uh, Dog. By, by Samuel Fuller. The A-W-G. Yeah. Um, Ghost Dog. The, the director uh, posted this little video on Instagram that says, audience score 99% as per the 12th. Isn't that when they came out? Uh, anyway. Uh, uh, did this come 95%. out last week? It came out four days ago. So Thursday. Okay. All right. This is new. Yeah, we're the first got, uh, not... podcast to tackle Father Stew. You heard it's it got a forty-two percent on the tomatometer by reviewers. That's honestly it's... higher than yeah. I was expecting. 
because I listen. I think there must be some the sentiments that I just expressed of being kind of sick and tired of people dunking on. Well, this is this is the old style, you know, right. of, of, of or anything religious when it comes to Christianity or Catholicism. That might not be a criticism. We're going to find the problems here. Um, I my guess is that if that's at forty two percent there must be people who also feel similarly within that critical sphere of things. Cause that I honestly, I expected that to be much lower than a 42. Yeah. It's weirdly close to what you said. What would you think of the movie? Yeah. Like a kind of a five, five ish. It's got 95% of audience though, which I guess happens a lot with religious themed movies. Right. Right. Well, there's only that's, one that's, audience. That's... I mean, if we ignore the fact that Mark Wahlberg's in this movie, only one type of audience goer is showing up to this type of film. If you had Kevin Sorbo as Father Stu, well, that's going to narrow <laughs> that's going to narrow that audience uh, significantly. But Mark Wahlberg narrow where you can where you can play it too, probably just streaming. Yeah, no one's going to put a Kevin Sorbo vehicle in theaters unless you're Ben Shapiro. <laughs> Well, I mean, we'll we'll even see about that. I don't I don't even know if he would stoop that low, to be honest with you. I mean, Kevin Sorbo, that's not even really streaming these days. That's just oh, it pops up at the red bar. If God's Not Dead has a sequel out or something, they might throw in a Kevin Sorbo flick from the past ten years, just to coincide. But yeah, that's that's Father Stu Hans. I know you're very excited to see that when it does come to the Costa Rican theater, uh, probably first in line. Yeah. You know, I love that you go to Kevin Sorbo's IMDb and it says known for Let There Be Light, a movie from 2017, and The Santa Suit, a movie from 2010. Those are the two movies that are on that little. What, what would you What would you say is his biggest Hercules. besides Hercules? It's just Hercules. Yeah, besides, he hasn't done anything yeah. else. He did Hercules, and he did Hercules and Xena, an animated <laughs> movie. And that was it. Yeah, everything else is very well, Dharma and Greg is probably a <laughs> known for yeah, open for guest appearance, known for Dharma and Greg. <laughs> yeah, according to Jim, he was on an episode of that. Yeah, he did a lot of uh just one episodes of different T V shows. The O C uh oh, Walking Tall the Payback. That's a sequel. It's like the third sequel to that rock, uh, the Rock movie, right? Mm-hmm. Walking Tall. That's right. No, yeah, yeah, no. That he did replace the Rock in the Walking Tall series. So that's a pretty big get. That I mean, you got to think about all the replacements for those types of movies. When they did the Marine with John Cena, who replaced yeah. John Cena? Mike the Miz Mizanian from the Real yeah. World and WWE. And then uh, Randy Orton, who's another wrestler, I think. He did like yeah, number he did. eight or something. Yeah, he was an MMA <laughs> guy. And then now he's just dancing with the stars guy. He's He does any reality oh, show. That's what that they all do. Orton or, or The Miz? No, The Miz is still wrestling as far, as far as I know. He's not even oh. like 40 yet, I don't think. I'm not even, I'm completely out of that world. No, I don't pay attention either. I just know by proxy of, oh, The Miz was on Celebrity Fear Factor once. Of course, that's where you know, that's <laughs> where you would know him from. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm looking at his his entire fucking IMDb, and he's done a lot of things. Yeah. I just don't recognize any of them. FDR, American Badass, that that sounds great. FDR, um, American for for okay, who does he play? Truman. He plays. Oh, he's not even top bill in this. He plays Lincoln. Kevin Sorbo played Abraham Lincoln. Of... No, can we just pull up a picture of this? Or... Let's see. Oh, they got Ray Weiss. Ah, well, this looks horrendous. <laughs> this looks Barry terrible. Bostwick is. Oh God, FDR. And then you have that guy that's always the fat old mm-hmm. man. I yep. never know his name. Is that Richard Real? Real? Riley? Reefly? Whatever. That guy is in everything. Uh, he is a good uh, background actor on good character actor guy. Good mustache, yeah. Lynn Shea, isn't she in like a bunch of horror movies? Yeah, right? she's in the she's Conjuring the films. Lady from right. Oh damn. Okay, so that's what she was doing in 2012. Father, I mean Father Stu. 
uh fdr american badass where is what is Sorbo? this movie? oh oh nice was that him he played the cowardly lion <laughs> fdr fights what for his the life fuck? after should Ooh. i play the trailer for yeah, this yeah yeah no God i definitely want to see this we're not getting okay. copyrighted noted for oh for this ah fdr american badass do you think they have like a, a fake Kid Rock riff to open? Uh, hold on. I didn't share sound, right? No, you did oh. not. 170,000 views. People are checking this out en masse. Wonderful. This sounds exciting. I love a good piece of you American think? filmmaking. Wait, what is the quality on this thing? That's not 720. It's all pixelated. <laughs> The fuck? Oh, okay, that's better. No, still shitty. When the werewolf attacked you, and bit your leg. That's how we wound up in a wheelchair. That's how we wound up crippled. You've got the polio, Frank. The polio? Does my cack still work? Oh. I think the werewolf might have come from Germany. Hey, the, Ray Weiss, that's where. Oh, damn. Oh, no. How is it that they get legitimate actors and they have this kind of costume budget? And it still looks like someone's homemade, like, student film project. At least they got a guy that looks like Churchill. I don't know if he's supposed to be playing Churchill or not, but he looks a lot like... I love that they're like um, an army of werewolves. There's two of them because they can only get two costumes. Mm -hmm. Where's the... Oh. It's all very sitcom, but if you did a sitcom with green screens. Like the way he's standing there. <laughs> what is that pose? Why is he so wide and boxy? I don't know. I don't know, but this... Do you think they recorded everything in this warehouse they obviously rented? My God. Oh. Marco Polio. That's a good one. You know what? This type of awful movie is so of this 2012 era where you had... I we wa I think we watched the trailer before to Repo Girl where people were just like, why don't we just put a bunch of actors in front of a green screen? We'll, we'll have them say fuck a lot. We'll make a couple of sex jokes and then we'll sell it on DVD and we'll get $200,000 for it. An old man saying cock, it's funny. It's the president. He said cock. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's the president. Right? Yes. Uh, I just read a comment that says, uh, for all you filmmakers out there, the film had no ADR at all. For those who don't know what that is, the sound mixer on set captured everything perfectly and post-production had to do absolutely no cleaning up or fixing dialogue. That's very impressive. That's, I doubt it. Highly. That's a review? <laughs> really. That's one of the comments, yeah. So that believe it. I don't know if I believe it because the trailer doesn't. That has, to, sorry. <laughs> that has to be sarcastic, which lends lends me to. It makes me believe that all the audio in that movie must be really bad and like ca camera audio sounding audio. Because that 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 sounds there's just a lot too of, dry. There's there's a lot of um, comments from people you know that have like real names like uh -huh. David Powell. Uh, let's see. Let's take a look at these. Okay. Uh, see this completely real person? It says, he played George Washington. He was also in two excellent guilty pleasures from the 80s. Uh, and the famous Rocky Horror Picture Show. He looks like he's having all kinds of fun with this one. Uh -huh. And so many money lines for the actors. Shut the fuck up, Einstein. Oh, my. 
that's not a real person. <laughs> There's no way that's an actual real person. But yeah, there's mm. it's a lot of like just positive comments. So I don't know. Well, hold it's on a, a little... second. A lot of these are from nine years ago. So yeah, well, listen, came out. But... Yeah. Do you think? Do you think people were actually enjoying Ross this? Patterson. It's out on Amazon and iTunes now. What a helpful comment. Right. I, no. I... And then they, he's David again. Quentin Tarantino is somewhere kicking himself for not thinking of this uh... one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I bet. What is this? Well, hold on. What is that lengthy one? I is get humor. I like humor. And true humor can, can trans, transcend, transcend the most taboo subjects, be completely non-PC, and can poke fun at just about everyone, including past presidents. On the other hand, they're, they're, they, I'm assuming, they are stupid people who think they are funny. And they're attached. They are stupid they, people. And they attempt to do these very same things, but it doesn't work the same. Stupid humor makes a taboo seem dirty or wrong. Their non-PC is offensive, and the people they try to poke fun at, they're really insulting that person. FDR was one of our best. <laughs> Could you imagine sitting and writing that comment? Hold on, there's a reply. Their wolf, their castle. I guess that's, that's huh? probably... What? Okay, this reminds me of, so there's a YouTube explanation video, but on the internet, there's a thousand reviews for a fake key lime pie that comes up in Yelp and comment sections and all this shit. And that's what that comment reminded me of. It was something key lime pie. Have, do you know anything well, he... about what I'm talking about here with this key lime pie? No. Hmm. Where where do I search for that? Just type, Are you just getting comments on videos? Well, it's all very peculiar, and they can't tell if it's a bot or if it's a person who's pathologically clicking on shit and putting in key lime pie. This is LeBron James' favorite key lime pie down in south southwest Pennsylvania. You just type in uh, key lime pie, thousand reviews, fake. He He commented like six times in this. This is his second paragraph. This person. You know what this feels uh, like? Sorry. It feels like the director hired someone, not like a bot farm, but hired some guy and was like, hey, can you just make a bunch of accounts and leave comments? And he started like yeah. repeating with the same accounts. That's why we have Jason Powell come up twice and that guy comes up twice. Or all you, yeah. Uh, sorry, Key Lime Pie. What is it? Yeah, key, thousand key, just thousand, thousand reviews, Key Lime Pie. I don't know the name of the key lime uh, off the top of my head, but it'll come up. 4chan key lime pie mystery, thousand reviews. Captain, all right. Oh, so this is. Have you seen? So this? you really are. You, you really are going. I love that you're going through like a like like a YouTube hole to like internet mysteries and shit like oh, that. Oh yeah. That's what I've been doing. That's all I've been doing too. Just watching, you know, this the Reddit killer or like the Reddit whatever or like yeah. this person that commented here. And then we do have, an investigation seen, about everything he's commented for years. Have you seen the Jason in Hell Redditor story? No. Oh, you got to look. No. Not on the show. Um, but when okay. you have personal time later tonight, uh, check out Jason. This? Yeah. Uh, I watched Nexpo's one, though. Okay. Nexpo is yeah, he's, he's great. decent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, all, I just got into uh, Cadaber recently. He's a very facts-based only kind of youtuber which i appreciate because they're all full of shit but yeah captain coochie's key lime pies uh not a real thing not i was a place in the 80s but someone's just leaving these comments everywhere and i'm sure there are people that are stoking those flames now making their own accounts and doing all that but that's what those comments reminded me of so just to bring it back father stew goes great with fdr american badass you couldn't ask for a more Western civilization double feature between those two. By the way, we are digging into true crime very soon on this podcast, maybe in general. Uh, the first of which, we're going to be doing a show on a movie from 1983 called Angst. And this is a very low-key film that is based on real killings. And that's going to be exciting to get into because I've gotten into a bunch of information on those killings. And it's a pretty okay. straight. It's pretty one to one with what happened. Um, okay, you're watching that. You're currently checking that. Yeah, out. 
<clears throat> well, I saw it. Uh, who directed that? Because I remember that Gerald that was on the list. Kurg, some German name. He only directed. So uh, he has a bunch of documentaries to his name and and uh, educational films and uh, that sort of thing. But this was the only narrative, I believe, he he directed. Which makes it all the more interesting because the style of that movie and the camera work, especially, is, is very different. Yeah, I think it's it was probably one of those lists of like shocking movies or whatever mm. that I went through uh, years ago because I remember very vividly his like his face and the way that the movie's shot is very. I mean, we'll save it for the episode, but it's it's really interesting the way that it's structured and the way that it's shot. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll get to it. Yeah, uh, when we record that episode. But I'm down. I, I love true crime. Yeah, I, I'm excited to get into that. And they don't really seem to make too many. I mean, I feel like true crime movies were a massive thing back in 2005. Like when we weren't in the era of podcasts and everything else taking off yeah. as uh, the medium for true crime. Uh, mm-hmm. It was all serial. It was all the angry Muslim boyfriend kills the non-Muslim girlfriend. He gets a little too jealous and killed. I just watched one of these too. A TikTok guy killed his girlfriend. Cause she oh, was the Skyrim guy. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. Killed his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you know, they got audio recordings or whatever of him, like giving a testimony. He's like, she, she was, she was kissing in my oh, yeah. home. I was like, yeah, yeah I kind of get it. I kind of get why he would freak out. Like, you know, now that he's, now that I'm hearing, I can understand. I can relate a little bit to the anger there. Maybe you just kill the guy. Maybe just, maybe throw I mean, a rock at his head or something. You don't have to get a gun. And he put a microphone in the house that he wasn't living in yeah. anymore and <laughs> right. made copies, made copies you know, of the keys his, with a hurt his daughter's <laughs> iPad instead of cameras. But listen, if he didn't do that, if he just stumbled up, I yeah. kind of almost, I don't know. Yeah, he also just he also just heard a male laughter and that was enough. He, he heard was like, she's R&B having a good music. time yes. with a man. <laughs> and he just went there and shot him. Yes. Can you imagine just being you're just her friend? What if you're just her gay friend and just making her laugh and he's just enraged and he just storms through the door and just shoots you and you just not even you know nothing's happening but just just, i saw that one uh because i remember his i remember those videos of him like being in skyrim and he was mimicking really well and i was like oh that's good that's funny Mm. that's one of those cool that's funny but then yeah i didn't know that he was so successful with just that shit like he made a tons of money and then just went crazy but yeah um yeah then then it got dark now but I, yeah, he'll probably get away I, with it. I, it's Canada, right? <laughs> he'll get away. It, all, the, all these countries have such, and this is also what angst is about. All these countries have such lenient rules when it comes to people who kill people. You know? Right. So he, he probably will be out in like eight years or something, 12 years. He'll get paroled. He'll be fine. He'll come back. Yeah. He'll be like OJ on Twitter. We're all making a joke about it. Everybody's laughing. Have a good time. He did the same fucking thing. He did the same exact thing. And more violent. He did worse. Yes. Yeah, he did worse, I think. Because if you shoot someone, all right, it's, you know, it's ruthless killing and f- fine. But if you cut someone's head off, I think there's a little <laughs> right, bit more. Yeah. <laughs> there's a little bit more behind that one. Now, in OJ's defense, or the killer's <laughs> oh, defense, just in case <laughs> okay. OJ's litigious. Yeah, let's go. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, look I made that clarification before for a dude who's probably worse than OJ. Uh, in OJ's defense, or the killer's defense, I don't think he was aiming to cut the head off. He was just powerful. He was stabbing, you know? And that's what started to happen. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, it was too strong. He was too strong, yeah. you know? The killer was too <laughs> yeah. strong. Um, had years of practice the on the football field, perhaps. We can only speculate. I mean, what do you do when you see your wife having sex with a little Asian man? You kill both of them. You cut both of their heads off. Isn't that what he did? He wasn't Asian. Wasn't he like a no, little Asian man? he was man? a white guy. He was <laughs> a white waiter. Asian? No. Oh. Oh, well. There there you go. <laughs> I guess. But going back to your point about the movies like this not existing anymore, uh, I I think uh, Making a Murderer probably killed that, right? Because it was so successful as a documentary that every case huh. like that that's come out now, it's like, well, let's just make a series about just, it. Yeah, do, do do the real thing. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, Making a Murderer was the was the big hallmark spiritual successor to serial right so serial pops off and is very popular but sarah koenig didn't know what to do with it and she didn't continue she tried to get into bo bergdahl 
but we don't care about that. And then she tried to do, well, there's racism that happens at this company. And just shut the fuck up, bitch. No one wants yeah. to hear that either. She didn't know it. She ran you. out of material after like half the podcast. She started, you know, she wasn't done recording the entirety. So she was like, oh, no, now people are affecting the series. She blew it. Uh, she blew it. Yeah. So uh, making a murderer. Did you listen to it? I never yeah. got into it. I never really. It was. I, I, I remember that na- narrative wise. I think I listened to Welcome to Night Bell a couple of times. But it's it's uh, really it's really difficult for me to to sit and just listen to narrative because I just got distracted and I you know going back to the story or or when they tell you something you're supposed to be paying attention when it's audio, it's really tough. I can't. I've never been able to do it. Uh, no, I, so I, I, started... I can't get along with with any sort of fictional narrative if, as far as podcasts. I don't mind. Um true crime but for for whatever reason i just don't typically dig audio dramas or anything like that it's very difficult yeah. um anyway so <clears throat> serial was actually good like it had like a good atmosphere a good vibe and uh she blew it making a murderer comes along is kind of like the netflix series equivalent of that but for what it's worth the best true crime anything ever is uh the jinx the HBO series. Did you ever catch the? Oh Jinx? yeah, 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 yeah. The Robert Durst. Robert Durst. One? What a, what a creep that man was. Damn, <laughs> dressed up as a woman to get on the run. That, yeah, that whole neighbors wouldn't suspect him. Yeah, and it worked for a while. And what he got caught shoplifting. He fucking shot this wealthy man, old New York money man. His brother aided him. He got caught shoplifting, dressed as a woman, and that's how they they bagged yeah. him. He got away with it after that. They tried him. He got away with it. Yeah, and they they just got him now that he's in a wheelchair and Burl doesn't even know where he's at, so he got away with it. He lived his life until he got, you know, more or less enough to not well, be able to do anything. The story to that is is really what's interesting in that Andrew Jarecki directed a movie called All the Good Things, which was about Robert Durst, but they obviously didn't use the name or the Durst family name because then you're fucking you're getting sued. That movie's never coming out. Yeah. With Ryan Gosling, Kirsten Dunst. And then he goes and does this documentary, and it's the guy to take him down. And it's part of the show. You will never get that. Like, that's such a, that's like a miracle. Father Stu would believe that's a miracle, you know, on Easter. Yeah. Taking down the jinx, Robert Durst. And they got him because of that series, right? Yes. Like they would have never gotten him. He didn't take his for... microphone off. He said, hold on, I got to pee real quick. Because he's an old man. Starts mumbling to himself in the bathroom. Says, Oh, what the fuck did you do? Oh, right. Killed them all. (laughs) (laughs) Very normal and stable thing to tell yourself in the bathroom. It it feels like when they do that in movies, it's just like, okay, that's fucking stupid. No one would do that. And then, yeah. You know, when they give when they give some exposition or whatever, and you're just like, why would you say that? There's no point right, of right. you saying this in this situation right now. And he Well, I guess I, it this comes back to what we're gonna talk about very soon after we do a show on X. Uh with Angst, you get a real portrayal of how a lot of these guys are, which is that they're just as as smart as they are, they're just as retarded. Ever, without exception. Every there's no like I'm Lex Luthor. I'm Kevin Spacey in House of Cards. I'm the chilling sociopath who plotted out everything. It's always like, nope, I'm just a sloppy retard. But hey, I thought of this thing and I'm doing this right. And and they get away with it for a long time. Yeah, even when they're really smart, like uh, what's his name? The the really big one that was on Mindhunter. Uh, fuck. Uh, Ed Kemper. Uh, Yes, who kills his mom, and and uh, his the IQ is supposedly really high, but he's very much into feet and shoes and shit like yes. that. And he, yeah. So uh, even when they're that smart, like I guess I don't know. I guess that it's difficult to get away with killing <laughs> now. Uh, but then you have people like are you familiar with Albert Fish? Yeah. He was such a fucking creep in the '30s. But in the '30s, what are you gonna do? Oh, someone left with him. I Ooh, guess we're never going to see them a again. Man. He was white. No, he was older. So Al- okay, yeah. So Albert Fish was a little older man. Let me show you. I don't know if you're familiar with what he looks. Oh, like. Oh, I know. Uh, he looks he like a- every guy you would ever see at a tavern now who's drank his life away. 
Yeah, he's just a cr creepy. And then he would show up to birthday parties and be like, oh, it's this girl's birthday. So let me just go take her. Let uh, me go eat this girl. And let then, me, yeah. <laughs> And but like, can you imagine? Yeah, oh yeah, this guy shows up to your house. You don't know him. You don't know who the fuck he is. You never see yeah, him. Yeah, he's a friendly like, stranger. Right. He's a family friend. Also, what are you taking her for? What ice? Sugar? <laughs> like ice? what's what's the treat? What's the <laughs> what's the treat in 1930? You're gonna go get ice cream. The treat you was know, or... the treat was you just go for a walk and enjoy the air. We're just gonna go for a walk, and I'll bring her right back. And then, you know, he. what else is he doing? He's shoving uh, rose stems in his needles. Yeah. What, yeah. What's yeah. wrong with you, and Albert? Why didn't anyone ever just say, what's wrong with you, Albert? <laughs> Maybe he would have cut it out. Cut, Knock it off, Albert. Just be no, Just act like a regular guy. Why are you always hanging around everyone's yeah. kids? Why are you eating people's kids, huh? Why are you eating them slowly and then writing to the parents <laughs> every time you take a bite? Family letter. <laughs> That's weird, Al. It's like, oh, today I cooked her with teriyaki sauce. She was tasty. Tastier than yesterday when I was He turning. loved talking about eating the buttocks of these children. What a, what a bad man. Just stop, yeah. Albert. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Fucking knock it out. But yeah, in the 30s, he's like, what are you... Like, it's... Immediately, you're just like, well, hopefully he'll bring her back, you know. But now, you can't kill anyone or like anything because of where technology is. So, like, oh, I think you even can. if you're the smartest person. See, I yeah. I have the belief that um, from everything true crime that I've watched, just seeing how inept the police are, like they can even have video footage of you, and they're you might not uh, be true. found. Uh, I have a sneaking suspicion that a lot of these people who have gone missing, like the more people probably murdered and gotten away with it than not. Like that's, that's my big takeaway from getting wrapped up in all this. Also on the note of it being early 20th century, I was just watching the, uh, the story of the, Oh God, what's her name? Christine Collins. I think it might be, which is based on the Clint Eastwood film, uh, changeling the actual events. And her son okay. went missing and the police commissioner was like, we found your son. And they gave her just some boy. Oh, I saw that one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that one too. And she's like, that's not my son. What are you talking about? And they're like, this bitch is fucking crazy. Put her in the nut bin. Yeah. You're going to the loony bin. Yeah, that, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. And then the boy later was just like, I was just poor. And I was trying to meet my, like fam him, so. my favorite actor. I thought I could be famous this way. God, yeah. what a little asshole. Anyway. Right. Can you imagine just the mom just missing your child for months and then we found them and then that shows up and it's kind of like that's not my fucking kid. yeah <laughs> fuck and now he's, and you know what now you're in fucking uh psych uh an institution because yeah you're just hanging out with all the kids all the albert fishes of the world are, are locked you don't recognize your... your child like we do the police <laughs> so you go to the crazy house right yeah oh man would have sucked. Would have sucked to to have someone killed or get killed back then. Anyway, See, that's, like, that's I, been movies I, for this. Before, week. Look, before we, 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 I we know, gotta, I know we have to. I know, minutes. I know. Okay, I know. Make but your point. Uh, I always think about because I like listening to old, just in the background, old time, oldie time radio music. Mm -hmm. That's just like wah, 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 like very very Tex Avery cartoon sure. type of thing. Like I like playing that in the background, and I always think, you know what those seemed like such simpler times like life i bet was so much simpler and everything was cheaper and there were so many people as now and then blah 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 but then you start thinking about like where technology was the shit they used to eat which is healthier than now but yeah. still kind of like refrigeration wasn't there yet so all of those little things and then you look at the crime part of it where you could literally just you know, move to the next town and they'll never find you. You could right. kill 10 people and then, hey, I live in fucking Missouri now. Good luck, you know? Uh, but yeah, that was... You could just kill someone, take their ID, and then you're that person. That's how that would work right. up until a certain point, until they got, like, fingerprints and whatnot. Then it became a little... Then they were like, well, maybe we should put a picture of the person on the ID. Maybe we should just not have it all a bunch of writing and papers because anyone can just take that from anybody. I don't know. Um, I then cameras point. had like that contrast where mm -hmm. they were all either blurry or like didn't look like the person, so you could just get away with right. You might whoever kind of has a light bulb while getting your picture taken, and then that's <laughs> yeah. that. 
and everyone dresses the same and has the same haircut and everything, so it wouldn't be that difficult to just blend in. Yeah. Well, we are yeah. going to be talking about 20th century murders, fictional 20th century murders, on the next episode of Movies. We're talking about Ty West X, which we're going to have Jerry on for. Old-fashioned Jerry is what I've always called him. Uh, by the way, Jer- old Jerry on Survivor looks like he might be winning the show. I don't know. Should have placed a bet on him. Know. Old Jerry's still in the mix. So we're going to have Jerry Jansen uh, un- of Unbeliever Media. What's his name nowadays? Bloom Online. Bloom Online. Bloom Online to talk about Ty West's return. Texas, old school Texas horror. How about that? Um, we'll be getting into that. And I was very excited for Ty West's return. But we'll, we'll talk about that on the next show. So if you've been listening to this in the uh, RSS feed on iTunes or on Spotify, go over to patreon.com slash lowrisk. Subscribe for $5 a month. You're going to see there's going to be like 20 episodes that you've never heard of and never saw before just from the past month or two. Okay? Because these are all, these are all queued up. We could be recording this three months before you actually get to hear it. Unless you go to patreon.com slash lowrisk. Surfshark.deal slash lowrisk. Surfshark.com. Is that coupon still? Code. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't checked it. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I have no idea. We'll find out. I haven't even checked my bank statement to see if any of them worked yet. So uh, Surfshark.deal slash Lorez, 83% off your VPN. You can uh, read all about Albert Fish's misdeeds without in Google. Spanish. Yes, in Spanish. <laughs> On Spanish wiki. Hey, you know something creepy, too? Alberto... <laughs> Alberto Pescado in Spanish. <laughs> I was uh, I was watching one of these videos from a guy like Nexpo, and they were talking about, oh, I went to go pick up a desk or something from a Craigslist merchant back in 2008 or whatever. And I showed up, and it was not that type of deal. It was some freak, and I got the hell out of there. And then they followed me home. And I noticed a lot with these fiction stories, sometimes they'll throw in at the end, I called the police, and they were arrested. Their name was James Wellington. They like to throw in a name to make it extra believable. That's how you know it's fake. So I then went, let's just see if James Wellington has a criminal record. So I typed into Google, just Google, James Wellington, name only. What Google gave me, and this is an old computer, okay? I don't have the permissions set on my on my Brave browser, the microphone or anything like that. Uh, I typed in James Wellington. The first results I got were Craigslist killer, Craigslist killer, Craigslist. I was like, oh, fuck. He must have done something real bad after playing a gag on that guy. Uh, No, they were all about the Craigslist killer from Boston, I believe it was, who invited some prostitutes out, murdered them in a hotel room, uh, which is a very daring move. You're really going to do it in a hotel? It was nice. I stayed at the hotel, too. It was a very nice hotel. Um, Nothing on James Wellington, this fictional man. So the computer... And the Google and the browser were listening to the TV, which isn't a surprise to anyone. But it's you know it's it was shocking. Uh, it was shocking, right? Anyway, so that's the kind of thing you got to watch out for, and why you should use Surfshark VPN. So it doesn't do that shit, okay? So it doesn't listen to this and that and and pick up on whatever you're typing because they don't even know if it's you. That's how the VPN works. It just confuses the computer for a little bit. It slows it down. They go, I don't know who's using this right now. I guess I'll just take a nap. And then when you log off, then it's sharp again. So surfshark.deal slash low res. 83% off for an annual deal. You'll get that. Are you sad about Cumtown coming to an end? I didn't know it was coming on. Well, now you can contemplate that uh, between shows. So that has been, that's been. Are they gonna give up that much money? That's stupid. I'm pretty sure Stav is that fed up with the other two guys. Oh, yeah. Then just kick him out. Just get me. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll do it for that money. God damn. There are. I'll, I'll do enough, this show by myself for that money. Fuck. There's enough people who <laughs> have enough taken the fake. Yes, right. Yeah, there, there's enough people who have laugh. taken that 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 come town kind of uh, mannerism to their to their delivery. If, as far as jokes or, or even just writing in general, that you could ve- very easily do like a Curly Joe situation, you know, yeah. a Shemp, Joe Besser. Just find that for Stavs. Treat Stav like Curly and swap him yeah. out with some other fat fuck. Other fat guy that you can make the same jokes about. You could, who could you another... get? 
Who's a good fat comedian? Bert Kreischer joins Come Down. <laughs> Robert Kelly joins Come Down. <laughs> yeah. I think Bob Kelly was in an early episode, wasn't he? Like one of the first 20, I think. No, Jim Norton was. When they. Dan Soder was in there too. I think they brought like a couple of. They had one episode with David Cross that was really awkward. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I didn't know it was ending. Well, it's, it's whatever. I'm. Sh- I'm uh, that I mean, anything can happen in the meantime. They do contracts with each other. Apparently, Stav is not doing his contract. That means Nick ain't going to be interested in doing the show. And they've been doing bonus shows, I guess, with only Nick and Adam. That's what I'm hearing anyway. I haven't listened in a second. Okay. But that seems to be over. Anyway, what isn't over is movies. we got another episode to do. So that has been Movies for this week. Thank you for listening.